Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast. The podcast where one of us is going to be dressed like a woman this weekend. Ooh, and you don't know which one. <laughs> I mean, even if they didn't know that I was currently playing Trunchbull and Matilda, we still they, could, yeah. based on our personalities, like there's no fucking way it's not me. I don't know. I think both of them, they could flip a coin. I could be dressed like a woman. You could. I mean, I have the tits for it, so. I have the tits for it. Um, I feel like you could dress like a, a butch emo girl. Well, yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. I mean, you're not. You're I'm not. not. <clears throat> you're not wrong. Uh, you literally, if bro, if you shave your mustache, maybe put like a little bit of eyeliner, beanie, mm-hmm. senses fail shirt or mm-hmm. fucking something yep. with like a tattered hoodie, ripped jeans, you would get hit on I by girls yeah. who are looking for another girl. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. That's true. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast, the podcast where Juice says, uh, I could dress like an emo girl and get fucked. Let's keep moving. <laughs> oh, All right. fucking hell, man, dude. Juice, how you been, man? I mean, obviously, you buried the lead on this one. You got your production opening up next week. Yes. I, um, I am opening... His holes. No. Um, opening Matilda tomorrow. Um, well, tomorrow. The fact that we're recording this late. If you're listening to this on a Friday, it's tomorrow tonight. it means tonight. Yeah. Tonight. So we're recording this late Thursday night. I'm opening on Friday. Uh, Veterans Day. He's you know, it's very, good. very unpatriotic of us. But he's feeling good. What do you mean you're performing for the troops? Yeah. I fully expect people to come and be like, Veterans discount, and we'll be like, <laughs> No. That'll be thirty dollars. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to charge you extra, sir. Thank you for your service. <laughs> How much are the tickets? I think probably 30. I don't know. Okay. I honestly have no I sent T-Cross the link, actually. T-Cross should be coming. Maybe not tomorrow, really? but just in general. At some um, point. At some point, yeah. Um, what am I saying? Oh, yeah, I'm, op- I'm opening Matilda. It's going great. Um. But I am very fucking exhausted because of that. And that's also a reason why we haven't been able to record on time. Like, that's okay. I think <clears throat> this tech week has been hell. Well, I might as well let everyone know as well as you. I'm, a, uh, You know, this is breaking news for everyone. Um, <laughs> we literally had like 10 minutes off mic where you could have said this and you decided to yeah, do it. I might as well like, so, I might, yeah, I might as well. one brand now. for you. <clears throat> so I'm going to be uh, doing a job on a cruise um, soon. I already got the job and everything. Uh, but yeah. everything has become official just recently as far as like my dates. So, uh, December 4th, uh, I will be leaving for training and then potentially the next week after that, uh, which is December, starting with December 11th, I will be going to Hawaii to start this job. Um, so I will sometimes drop in here and there for the, for the show um depending on where i am and if i have the ability to um but that 
that week that I'm at training will probably be my last week of recording. So that December 4th week, um, while I'm in, uh, Maryland, Baltimore. Um, <clears throat> so if you're listening to this co-host wanted temporary, yeah. temporary. Yeah. Uh, please. Yeah. Come, come and apply. Yeah. If you guys think you guys, preferably a woman, no offense to any other men's, but like Leo's my, my man. And I can't have another man in his place. That's fair. That's but I don't. Point. I don't anticipate that anyone who wants to fill in will be a woman. But I would mm. like for them to be. Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah, please, please come and talk with Juice, the master of disaster, the host with the most. Um, I say that, and I'm, I'm, I'm literally going to get no DMs about it. I'm going to have to. Yeah, it, please come on the podcast. Yeah, please, can somebody come join me, please? No, you have fine. to get fucking Dodson on. Speaking of which, I, I was thinking about him because I. I literally, I'm drinking tea out of this big ass mug that says Monday Juice, mm-hmm. and they didn't give it to me. My parents did, but they gave it as a birthday gift while I was in Vegas visiting Dodson ah. and them. Obviously, yeah, <laughs> I saw it, I saw them more than I saw my family because I was Hilari- living there. Hilariously enough, whenever I was gonna do the intro, I was gonna mention that uh, we were gonna be in either Chicago or NOLA uh, at the beginning of 2024, <laughs> <laughs> bro. We have some listeners in Chicago, mm-hmm. um, and I but I don't think they or we used to, and I don't I don't know if they listen regularly, right? So if you're in Chicago, at the beginning of 2024, right? Eiffel I thought it was Tower. Mm, yeah, Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. 65. Eiffel 65. I'm um, blue, nah. Yeah, <laughs> can exactly. you imagine fucking to that song like I'm um, blue, nah, yep. nah, doing nah. an Eiffel Tower? Listen, yeah, Eiffel 65, Eiffel Tower, absolutely. Bro, well, I feel great start already. Can I tell you something? The name can of this episode something? is Eiffel Tower. Can I tell you something? Happened with happened within the first week that song was out. Guaranteed. 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 First week that song. The came band out probably somewhere. did it while they were recording yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that was the inspiration. One of them was like had like a blue something. Yeah. They were like maybe like some blue body paint. They were like. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was more of a joke for the video patrons. Yeah. By the way, the video patrons will note that I'm barefaced. He is bare. I literally look like a 20 year old. He, dude, he lo- he literally looks like a 16 year old. <laughs> yeah. Like I, uh, if you if you try to approach him and you're like, damn, he looks good, you'd you'd be questioning whether or not you're going to jail. Exactly. Yeah, that's. Pretty I mean, bad. other than the fact that I'm six three, three hundred pounds, <laughs> like, and they... but you'd be you'd still be questioning it. That'll be a questioning. Um, yeah. It's at the point where, um, and obviously I'm I'm doing this because I'm playing a woman, so I can't have any facial hair. But um, they didn't want me to have a fucking big ass mole like I drew yeah, one on. Yeah, of course. Um, there's a there's a character who plays like a escapologist, mm-hmm. which is probably not some, a term that anyone's familiar with because it's not something <laughs> in your regular vocabulary. Okay, but it's like, a, right. like a stunt performer, kind of like escaped, you know, like Houdini, yeah. like escaped. You know, lock chains or whatever. Yeah, it's implied um, in the name. Yeah, like performative escape artist kind of. Um, he wears this like getup that looks sort of like the cloak from Doctor Strange, but with like a little frill on it and like a red top hat. It looks gangster, but he also has like a beard and one of those like twirly handlebar mustaches. And I shave. He's like, "You look like a fucking boy," <laughs> and I'm like, "You're a male nurse." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> slammed him so hard. Slammed him so hard. No. no, he's actually a really cool guy. I fucking love the uh, this guy. Um, but uh, 
Leo, should we dive into these fights? We should dive into these fights. Ladies and gentlemen. Like um, Pollyanna Viana dove into, dove into Genu Fry's Genu face. face. Bro. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, good. I literally only saw the <clears throat> like spoiler alert for the pod. I only saw the main card and one and a half prelims. Yeah. So, but, but I saw also, the finish of Pollyanna Viana. And I was like, God damn. I mean, the the prelims were great, man. I mean, all it, like, a good amount of finishes, uh, some mix of like um, uh, of like knockouts, uh, and and submissions, and it was it was a good mix. The card was was pretty good. Um, uh, but anyway, um, I guess we're just gonna talk about the last three fights on the fight card, just because. Well, first of all, I mean, I'm mean, sorry of the of the prelims. Uh, yeah. I mean, we started with uh, Pollyanna Viana and Jenny. Fr- Right. Hey, man. Uh, you guys want to see a dead body? You know, like, Bruh, The reason I heard about this finish, I logged on Twitter like right after it happened. I saw a tweet from Mac Malley. Now, Mac Malley tweets sometimes ridiculous things. Usually they're bangers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like it's like cranking out just like whatever. Mm-hmm. He had this tweet. It was like. Have we checked whether or not Shin Yu Fry has a criminal record? Because <laughs> there's that story where Pauline Vina beat up this guy to try to rob her. Yes, and we saw the the picture of him. <laughs> yeah, who fucking but and she like choked him out and like you know used jujitsu on him. She beat the piss out of Jin Yu Fry, dude. I swear to God. Yeah, it was even... like Jin Yu Fry is an atom weight, so anytime she has success at straw weight, I'm like, good for her. Mm-hmm. If she if she loses, I'm like, no, oh, it's the wrong weight class for her. You know, like I'm always like super uh making excuses for her that she's not even mm-hmm. making. But that was a fucking banger of a fight, dude. It was a banger of a fight and also just like over so fast. Like there just very clearly yeah. easily stunned her. And then she goes on Twitter and talks about Colby Covington wanting a finger in his butthole. Do you see that, dude? I did not. Oh my god, I thought you did, dude. Hold Who on, does? dude. I, Pollyanna Viana used to date Colby Covington. There's like pictures of them. Like they used to train together at American Top Team, I think, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Did I find this? Hold on. Where's fucking Pollyanna Viana? Oh, so just Um, so we know where we stand on that argument. There's nothing wrong with the finger in the hole. Absolutely not. Um, What's funny about it is um, the context. I'm sure. Oh, come (laughs) on. Did they delete the tweet? Did they delete it? I think they did. I think something happened with her account. Oh, really? Yeah, something. Oh, happened. no, here it is. Here it is. Okay, here it is. Okay. okay, so Alex Behunin. Uh, it's a, it's a picture of her brown finger. Journalist. No. Um, does this series called Humanizing Athletes, where he sends them the same 10 questions. Yes. And they answer them. It's like, what are your favorite this? Uh-huh. And her answers are favorite food, pasta. Mm-hmm. Favorite drink, Coke. Favorite drug, Coke. Just kidding. When yes. I saw that, I was like, which Coke? Um, favorite color, black. Favorite TV show, Naruto. She has a Naruto tattoo, so I kind of knew that. Just going to kind of jump around. Um, favorite video game, Free Fire. Favorite submission, Arm Locks. Favorite hobby, watching anime. She replies to that tweet. Colby wanted me to finger him in the ass, but I did not want to. He got upset. Amazing. I mean. Look at this. Once amazing. Just, I mean, you can see the like the article. Just, yep. just, resp- just respond to it. The context, I'm like. Hey, no one asked for this. You're volunteering. <laughs> but, it's just so funny. But thank you. <laughs> yeah, but thank you. Um, honestly, that article should have been about humanizing Colby because, like, yeah, we well, now I we like know Colby a little bit more now that he yeah. wants to. Now we now so. we know that he's at least slightly closer to being pegged. 
Yeah. Just a little bit. Um, bit. Yeah. So yeah, Pollyanna, I mean, uh, just, I mean, honestly, just like ripped uh, Jinyu Fry a new one. And she was trying to rip Colby Covington a new one too. I bet, I bet before the fight, Jinyu Fry was like, Hey, you want to put it in my asshole? And she was like, fuck you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's a good one. But she was mad. She was like, she was like, well, Colby, let me put it in his butt. And she was like, what? <laughs> Bro. Can you imagine the, if the post fight interview, she was like, I just want to say to you, Fry, I'm not interested. Okay. I, I, I've already said this before at this point, but there, there, we don't, there's no one in the MMA Twitter podcast world, whatever we're in, that has better takes than we do. It quite quite simply doesn't happen. It quite simply, you're never going to see a take like this anywhere else, (laughs) for better or worse. For better or worse, we got the takes. We got the takes. And you guys guys are going to have to take them, sorry. But, man, it's true. Pollyanna Viana putting her finger inside of Colby Covington's butt, and that's why she beat the shit out of Ginny Fry. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, you heard it here first and last, folks. First and last. My uh, first, my last, my everything. But moving on to uh, Bautista. Bautista beat the absolute breaks off of Benito Lopez. Hey, man, he Benito really did. Mowgli Lopez. He was Dude, like, it, I never even seen the Jungle Book. <laughs> Dude, it wasn't even close, man. Maria uh, Bautista just was laying into Benito Lopez. I mean, the entire, uh, the entire fucking fight, uh, Mar- Bautista had like just crisp ass boxing and was just lighting up his his uh, like. I want to see Mario Bautista fight again just to see like I want to see him fight. Um, I don't know, just like some pretty high performance because his his body shots were he was sitting down on these punches and, and Benito Lopez was like, okay, like getting really hurt. And then it came, that submission came and it was good, man. He, he, Mario Bautista really was dominant, super dominant performance of that. Um, it was amazing. Oh, anyway. Um, there's not really much to say about it. Cause he just, like I said, just, that's just, yeah, he really watched like... just get beat up for, for four minutes and 54 seconds. Uh, just watch that fight. And it's literally someone just literally getting, Beat the fuck up. It almost reminded me of Gunnar Nelson versus Alan Joban. Not in terms of the one-sidedness, but like when Gunnar Nelson dropped him and then like instead of following up for like a TKO, he grabbed a guillotine. Yeah. And sometimes you gotta, it, you gotta get that submission. Sometimes you gotta get that sub, dude. Um but I really want to talk about Miranda Maverick versus Shawnee Young. Um, because it was in terms of like an exciting grappling fight, it <laughs> wasn't <laughs> it was <laughs> no in terms in terms of in terms of a grappling fight like like it, was it an exciting fight not really but in terms of a grapple heavy fight there have been way more boring grapple heavy fights um you know it was decent like it wasn't like you know ray borg uh D- <clears throat> dj uh or like louis uh louis smoko versus tim elliott in terms of like scramble heavy like amazing fights but it was, uh, you know, like they were both kind of going after it. Miranda was going for the finish. But I want to talk about her fucking weak-ass call-out of Molly McCann. Hey, first of all, Molly McCann is booked tomorrow. 
<laughs> I say yeah. tomorrow because most people yep. are going to listen to this on Friday. And, you know, she's fighting this weekend, dude. She is fighting this weekend. Yeah. And how, how are you going to be fucking disrespectful and say, oh, um, you know, uh, DC is like asking if you want like a ranked opponent. Yeah. And. And and they and and she says, "Oh, there's people that don't deserve to be there, like Molly McCann, like fuck you, Miranda Maverick. Well, we got I beef, mean, dude. We got beef. I, mean, I know there's a bunch of people on the timeline who love Miranda Maverick, and some people listen to this podcast right now. I can know my buddy Rhino because Miranda's been on his show. But like, fuck Miranda Maverick, yo. We got she's beef. Got, yeah, she's, it's she's Molly. Got, it's my guy. Yeah, I'm pretty. She's got them uh, OnlyFans, right? Wait, does she? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Maybe Shut she the does. fuck up. I could be wrong." But you're you're thinking of Kay Hansen. No, I definitely know Kay Hansen has one. I think like Miranda Maverick might have had one, but maybe not. Let's find out. Yeah, she may have on. endeared herself to me. Yeah, go on nine of your OnlyFans accounts. There's only been four, dude. Oh wow, just kidding. So many, so uh, many, so many. So all not of, even relevant. It's all, it's all of you with the uh, twisty mustaches, but they're just different colored mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> I have those. Um, those same, uh, same photo, same mustaches, different colors. Right, those <laughs> those fucking like um, disguises with the glasses and the nose and with the yeah. mustache. So dumb. Um, link tree, website, Patreon exclusive content. Mm-hmm. So she has a Patreon. Now there is a um, a bare knuckle fighter who's on the timeline, Marina Hoffman, I think. Uh-huh. Um, it's funny. I think her nickname is No Fear. And Miranda's nickname is Fear the Maverick. Um, mm. uh, what's it called? Nothing. Follow my no. life from training to competition. Yeah, Exclusive no. content. Bronze member. No. Well, this is my You're still getting my videos based on my training journey. Silver member. Difference in current MMA. Just kind of geared to represent me too. No. Link emoji. No. Fan request. I will make a one minute tutorial or answer questions yeah, okay, specific. So no. Oh wait, hold on. No, hold on. So this is um, platinum. Yeah. So so brought like here's the tiers on our Patreon. So that five dollar was bronze. So I'm like, it's like uh, videos and pics of my training uh-huh. journey, weight cutting, da 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 da. Ten dollar. That's the one where it's like you know fan request, da 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 da. Mm-hmm. Gold member. You know we name our tiers like you know Peggy yeah, Knuckle, yeah. whatever you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is called Pretty Picks. And it says cute pictures from glamorous days to photo shoots to beachside attire. If that's what you want, then this is the place for you. Thank you for supporting me. Angel emoji. Um, heart heart smiling. You know, the, the one that's like smiling with the hearts around the face? Not the eyes. Like, not like the, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. And it just says exclusive content. Is there any more after that? No. Okay. There's not a pla- just there's... just twenty seven patrons. <laughs> there's not a just ten more than us. There's not a plat. There's not a platinum one that says uh, no. Fix. Bruh. No cap. If that if that's available, I'm signing up immediately. Immediately. And 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 it just has it says whole pics and then just a winky face next to it. <laughs> Inside of it is a picture of like she's like fishing, like ice fishing, and it's like it's like in the hole. She's like, I'm mad. This is what you want to see, right? I'm mad. I, I would be <laughs> I, fuming. I didn't pay five hundred and ninety-seven dollars a month for this. <laughs> 597 so specific dude <laughs> anyway how'd it go for me being like god damn fuck we're in america to be being like well i would well i might pay 597 dollars to watch 
Miranda Maverick ice fishing. I'm, there's no one who has better takes than us. <laughs> no one. No one, dude. It's so. Dumb. As a matter of fact, vamp about that one second. Okay, I'm definitely going to vamp about the fact that we have some great. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, uh, yeah, Miranda Maverick trying to call out Molly McCann is, is I mean, I get it. Because because they <laughs> Molly saying like I will fuck you where you want to be fucked and I was like everyone was like oh yeah that's the kind of stuff we like but anyway yeah um I actually did not watch this fight uh you know regardless of whatever anyone thinks about that I just saw that it was longer and I was like you know what I'm gonna skip this one so sue me I'm a casual even when I'm on my off days I'm a casual uh so yeah I don't know. Good, good prelim fight card. I'm vamping as hard as I can. It's, it's all right. I'll do fine. See, this is You're why I can't have so my hard. own show. I can't have my own show. You're vamping so I mean, hard, I dude. Could, I couldn't have my own show. Maybe I, I can't could. wait. I can't wait to listen back. Yeah, neither can I. It'll be fine. It's just about <laughs> Miranda. It's just about, it's just about the call out that um that Molly did of of Miranda, and she said that she'll fuck her where she wants to be fucked. Oh yeah, that that was good. But that's what, that what was, I'm saying. I, that was when they that. were, yeah, when they were yeah, not. That, but assigned. that was a long time ago. That was on yeah. Twitter. But the the one in the octagon. Yeah. No. 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 Molly said that to Miranda. Oh yeah, exactly. In the post fight, in the post, uh, in the pre, in yes. The oh no, pressure. yeah, yeah. Mo Molly's. That's right. That was yeah. Molly. Exactly. Exactly, dude. Exactly. And but the, that was before she had anything booked. Yeah. Miranda's response to that though was good because she was like, "Oh, I'll top you or whatever." Yes. She said. Yes. Yes. I was like, and "Okay, we were like, yes." So now we're getting in. somewhere. Play into the part where you guys are gonna fuck each other, but also do it. And also, what are we waiting for? Yeah. <laughs> why? Why are we not signing this up for pay per view? Exactly. So yeah, that's what I want to say. Okay, tell me right now. Good fight, all of, good all performance. Of our, yeah, all of our 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 uh, patrons and any of our listeners right now, you would pay seventy nine ninety nine to watch Miranda Maverick and Molly McCampa. Hands up. Hands immediately, up right immediately. And if and if you're and if you're not saying that, you're lying. Yeah, you're absolutely lying. You're absolutely lying. lying. You're absolutely Look, lying. say say that in the mirror. Yeah, with a straight face. You can't. Yes, yes. Yeah, say it in the mirror. Wherever you mirror are, say, I would not watch Miranda Maverick and um, Molly McCampa. Say it in the mirror, and I, I can guarantee. Yeah, look in look in the mirror. If yeah. you're driving, a lot of people listen to podcasts while they're driving. If you're driving, look in the yep. look in the rear view, look in whatever you know. Say that, and and you're lying. <laughs> so many car accidents. We caused so many car accidents. <laughs> so so uh, what happened dude. here? Did you yeah. uh, lose control of the wheel while well, uh, I was in uh, a friendly sparring? And uh... well, I'm actually a liar. <laughs> Turns out I'm a liar. <laughs> the cop is like, "What happened?" <laughs> so dumb. Oh my dude. god, that'd be so funny. Uh, anyways, all right, we move. <laughs> Imagine the cop is a fan of us. Also, be like, "Oh, Juice and Leo, those jokesters." <laughs> Did you lie to yourself about Molly and Miranda? Come on. <laughs> oh, the twist. The twist, dude. And he lets him off with a warning. It's a really bad crash. People died. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Well, this technically is uh, unintentional vehicular manslaughter, but uh, I understand where you're coming from. That's so dumb. Dude, we're fucking idiots. All right. We're fucking idiots. Oh, damn. That's why you guys listen. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to the main <laughs> the card. The main card. So dumb. Oh, my God. Dude. Hey, speaking of, speaking of uh, fucking you where you want to get fucked, Grant Dawson said, hey, Mark Madsen, gold medal? Don't give a shit. 
Hey, speaking of cringe post-fight interviews, <laughs> could he have sucked DC's dick harder? <laughs> when he was like, "How's my wrestling?" I've been in the UFC for six years, and I have yet to stand before you. I want to say my hero, Daniel Cormier. How was my wrestling? Okay, okay. Honestly, can I tell you guys, just for real, for real, for real, for real, for real. If you're not a, a, a Patreon subscriber, please subscribe just singly for the, the look of Juice doing an impression of Grant Dotson, because it's good. It's one of my better impressions, <laughs> if I'm honest, too. <laughs> it's good, dude. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, yes, definitely Dick Road, um, DC. But, uh, I mean, Grant Dawson really, I mean, as, I mean, you know. Yeah, let's, let's not take away from the performance. Yeah. Regardless of age, and I saw a lot of fucking tweets about that, too. They're like, oh, well, Mark Madsen's 100 years old, or Mark no. Madsen's a dinosaur. He's a two-time, three-time Olympian, or whatever the fuck, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't get that level of uh athleticism and talent without, you know, he and he's been undefeated. Grant Dawson took that oh. Yeah, it's true. As cringe and, as I as cringe as that is, like I hate when people are like, oh, someone's oh has gotta go, or like yeah, you know, take that zero away or whatever. Like it's true. And like honestly, <clears throat> I mean good on Grant Dawson for that, but uh he did he also beat up Mark Madsen too. Like he beat him at wrestling, but then also more importantly, he also was uh, was fucking up Mark Madsen, punching him. I mean, so much. Damn, he really got a submission. At the end. Yeah, he did a lot. Yeah, great, good, good on Grant Dawson for winning. We'll see where he goes from here. That's lightweight. It's a tough division. Hmm. It is, and honestly, um, I do think Grant Dawson has a high ceiling. He just needs to get DC's dick out of his mouth, dude. Wow. Yeah, he needs to get DC's dick out of his mouth so he can so he can go past the ceiling. DC's dick is stopping him. <laughs> Tagir, <laughs> let's move on to Tagir Ulanbekov versus Nate Manis. Hey man, uh, great fucking submission by Ulanbekov, huh? Like nice high elbow. Like I was like, oh okay, it's been a while since I've seen one of these. I mean, standing guillotines are always so interesting to me when people tap, but this one he was like really, really high elbow, like super, yeah. super high up, really cranking that neck. And um, yeah, Nate, Nate didn't have anything for him, so. Well, the, the high elbow guillotine is interesting depending on what angle it is because you you get the leverage from the cranking of the neck and it and it compresses the windpipe. But when you do the high elbow like that, you're pressing on the carotid too. So it's a blood choke and an air choke. Yeah. yeah. Cody yeah, McKenzie cool. used to do it all the time. Pulled it off Fucking crazy. Uh, perfectly. Uh, Marcelo I mean, like team not, not really much to say on that um, fight because it was fat. It was over fast and this one was – it was good. Um, moving on to Derek Minner versus Shaylin. Shaylin Nordenbeka. Shaylin Nordenbeka. Uh, uh, Derek Minner got injured or something happened with his leg. Uh, I think. Yes, something. Yeah, like his, his knee leg. or something was injured going into the fight. Was it his knee? I thought it was his knee. I guess I just when I hear was about leg knee? injuries, fighters, I assume knees. It was. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. As far as like when it showed up. Because then he got kicked up, and then and then uh, nerd, yeah, nerd and beak, nerd and beak, nerd and Becca, nerd and Becca, nerd and Becca, um, just swarmed him and like really really took advantage of the you know seeing the injury and whatnot. So I don't know. Sometimes we have an interesting question about this one and this that that's definitely yeah. Gonna we're gonna we're gonna this yeah, fight, we're gonna yeah, come this back fight. to this fight. <clears throat> 
has is gonna. I mean, as far as the performance, like, what can you say, dude? He fucking took advantage of you know, smelled yeah. smelled blood in the water and 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 you know, ate the yeah. pussy. Yeah, he ate the pussy. Yeah, that's what he did. Now, uh, how's about uh, performance of the knife going to Neil Magny and Neil Magny performing way more amazingly than we thought he would? Now. Mm-hmm. I wrote. I wrote his funeral. I wrote his eulogy. Yeah, we did. We talked dude. about it last. And we and did. Neil Magny like really dismantled D Rod. Neil Magny will fuck around and ruin your parlay. Now here's the thing. Not that I give a fuck where degenerates put their money. Okay. There is yeah. there is a thing to say that uh, that D Rod uh, did stun Neil Magny a couple of times during the fight, but Neil just like I said utilized all of his. Um, uh, utilize all of his uh jujitsu, all of his tools, yeah, yeah, and really dismantled D Rod, because D Rod still had that like in the third round. I saw Neil Magny get rocked, and I was like, oh shoot, this might be it. But then no, Neil Magny was like, no, I'll just kind of evade. And then I was like, dang, you know what that reminds me of? An excellent story I heard about Neil Magny on the uh, Command of podcast this week, mm-hmm. where they talked about this one time where Neil Magny fought Damian Maya, and Damian Maya fucking rolled him up like a pretzel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or you know submitted him, and then he saw that Damian Maya had a was teaching a seminar in his town, like shortly after that, and he messaged him and he was like, "Hey, would it be like awkward if I went? Are you are you cool or that or whatever? Like, can I go to your seminar?" And he's like, "Yeah, come on through." You know, Damian Maya's fucking the nicest guy in the world. Not only did, and this is like a, a great story about both of them too. Like, not only did he do the seminar and learn from him. I think Damian Maya gave him some extra tips. He was like, I've watched your, I watched your fights and here's some positions where I feel like you're losing and here's why. Like you're doing good until someone does this and here's how you could do to counter it or whatever. Like how fucking amazing is that? Yeah. Amazing. You but know, yeah. and that's why he <clears throat> I mean, Neil Magny really put put it I mean, D Rod uh just didn't look in the highest form he could have been. Uh Neil Magny, like I said, was pretty much just dismantling him. But you know, first round D Rod can still fuck a motherfucker up. Uh, yeah, in the in the sense of knockout power, it's just like yeah. This worth fight's... noting. <clears throat> Go ahead, sorry. I just say worth noting that D Rod is super young. Like he's still got a lot of promise. I'm still very high on him as a fighter. Yeah. Um, and you know where he's going to go in the UFC, and I I think that uh, this is just one of those wins that's going to age well. Um, for Neil Magny. Mm-hmm. Like you know. D Rod's gonna be fighting for a title. He's gonna be like, I got one over on that guy, or whatever. You know, it's gonna like post retirement. You know what I mean? It's gonna be cool. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so moving on to Marina Rodriguez versus Amanda Lemos. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I I Bro. pretty much gave all three rounds to Amanda even before she was winning anyway. Um, mm-hmm. and like uh, Amanda was really sitting down on her punches, like really like t- there was one in the second, like full clean flush landed where Marina uh took it. And I was like, oh, man, it looks like, you know, she's definitely not knocking her out. And then in the third round, fucking Amanda was like, well, let me just do a bunch of those together. And then they were like, okay, we got to fucking stop this. Um, I legitimately did not see that coming at all. No. Yeah, it was a very, very. I'm talking about before the fight started. Obviously, the way it was going, you were like, well, shit. You Mm -hmm. know, but I'm just saying, like, before the fight, I'm like, oh, Marina Rodriguez. I knew Amanda Lemos was good and that this could be like a kind of a barn burner of a fight kind of. Mm-hmm. Just keep throwing out these cliches, but um, we got I definitely thought it could be like exciting, but I was like, you know, Marina Rodriguez is such a polished striker that this, you know, it's not going anywhere. And bro, she fucking beat her the fuck up. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, uh, I mean, like I said, there's not really much to say because like Amanda just did such a great job. Um, and with the dominant, you know, a dominant perform 
performance like that, I mean, she's, you know, she's got a pretty, she can do a lot in the division. Um, you know, I mean, what is, what is she ranked now? She's seven. Yeah. Yeah. She can, she can fuck some motherfuckers up in that division. She can fuck a motherfucker up. Seven. I mean, let me see who she can. Let's see. Have Amanda Lemos and uh, uh, Carlos Baza fought? I don't think so. Gonna Too bad Carla Esparza is going to lose her fucking oh, title dude, this weekend. Dude, Whaley's, dude, uh, you see the video of Whaley fucking picking up fucking, uh, uh, Francis Ngano? Dude, I didn't see the video. I saw the clip and that was enough for me. Like, I heard about it. I saw a clip that makes yeah. it seem like it's a video. Screenshot. Sorry. I saw, yeah. I, I saw a yeah. screenshot. Yeah, of... dude. I'm like, yeah, you're yeah. not, you're not. And Whaley, no, dude. Whaley is going to, boy, especially after the Rose situation. Especially after that that dud of a fight between Carl and Rose. Yeah, dude. Whaley's just going to come in there and just key out the fuck out of her face. like Key out the fuck out of her face. She was like, I'm going to beat her in wrestling. I was like... I believe it, dude. She's strong enough like, to do it. I would say, like, technique, like, you can't make up the gap. Like, obviously, she's very hardworking and dedicated. And, you know, but, like, the time that Carlos put into wrestling, like, you're not going to make that up. But, like, just strength, strength. wise, dude? Yeah. She might bully her. She might fucking bully her. I, I know everyone. I don't want to say everyone's writing off Carlos Barza. I just the, the bad taste of the rose rose fight is what's coloring everyone's, you know, image of it. Everyone's just right. coloring it with the, the just the the low action fight. <laughs> um. So I still have not fucking forgiven either of them for that fight. Well, anyway. <clears throat> Uh, moving on to our form. Do you need to take a break or anything? Or are you good? I was gonna say I don't think we're moving on to any other fights, but we are moving on to the form. I don't need a break. Yeah, I'm good. Well, let's take one anyway. Okay, great. <laughs> And we're back. Woo-hoo. Ladies and gentlemen, the forum starts now. First question is from Dave L. Let's go. Hey, guys. Dave L here. I want to talk about Derek and Becca versus Minner. Because it looked like Derek Minner came into the fight with an injury. His coach, James Krause, would have known that. James Krause runs a betting service and the odds swung in favor of nerd and Becca just before the fight started. So my question is, was this just some insider betting or was this a fixed fight? Thanks. Love the show. Dave L coming in with the tasty, tasty question that for the longest time I argued that it's really, really hard to fix a fight. <clears throat> but yeah, we know the state of soccer. Hold on, follow me here. The state of soccer. Mm-hmm. The state of soccer, or as everyone else in the world calls it, football. Um, and flopping. And, <laughs> and strategically using that to win because of car like it, it is a it is it is now become ingrained in strategy now this is not a strategy to win 
but a strategy to win money based on injuries. Now we're looking at something that's a lot more, more interesting than I, I ever would have thought of. Dave L just opened up a big bag of worms. I mean, bag of can of worms for me because before I would say it's really hard to rig a fight really hard to, but now with these win loss records coming up with uh, injuries happening and that's sticking on people's records and, and odds are becoming a bigger thing. I'm starting to think like it's possible to happen now more so than it ever has been before with at the very least, someone could easily take advantage of it with how um, no one's, no one's, everyone's just chalking it up to, ah, what uh, bad timing, you know? But when you have someone like um, uh, TJ going in and saying like, yeah, I blew my shoulder out in April, you know, you, you, the long game of betting, I mean, not to say anything, but good. Less likely. Probably didn't know for real, but I'm just saying that the possibilities now are are opening up a little bit more so. Just a little bit. I have some big feelings about this, dude. <laughs> like, okay. I'm saying, listen to like, do I need to fucking commit you to, like, someplace, like, conspiracy theory with the fucking tinfoil hat, dude? Like, oh, yeah, we can fix fights. Like, no. Like, Dave L. Askin saying, oh, is this insider betting? Is this a fixed fight? How about neither? Like, oh, okay, it is entirely possible that this is just coincidence. Like they're they're launching they're launching a full investigation to this, and I I'm inclined to just kind of wait on that. Like who is multiple organizations? Oh, they have already. The yeah, they've they've launched an investigation. I don't know if it's like certain betting outlets are launching it, or if there's like a like the UFC employs something to keep like. I don't know if it's a but they're launching an investigation about this fight with regards to the betting. Oh, this um, fight specifically. Yes, they are launching an investigation. So part of me is just like, okay, let's wait and see what they find. Sure. Because then we'll know. Like the UFC has had one fixed fight um, and it wasn't really a fixed fight, but it was the shady. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you want me to tell? I don't. No, I don't. Please, please. Okay. So there's there's a fight. If you if you if you Google um, UFC versus um, Bang versus Kuntz, K K U N T Z, Bang. Uh, it, I think it was like Taehyun Bang or something like that was the name of the fighter. He was Korean, and he was right. fighting Leo Kuntz, who's a fighter that used to like try and be active on Twitter, trying to get revive his career or whatever. People used to sure, get followers sure. from him. I was one of them. Mm-hmm. Not that I was like actively like sucking his dick like some of these other people were, but like he used to follow me or whatever, and I was following whatever. Yeah, we got it. Um, dude, he was involved in this fight fix where. The other guy, Bang, um, got like a ton of money from from, from what I understand. Kind of heard, heard more about it. Uh, I watched a few YouTube videos about it when I learned about this. Kind of went down the rabbit hole. Uh, Bang got a bunch of money from like the Korean mafia or something. I don't even know if that's the right word to use, but the fight was in Korea. Like he was Korean. Leo Kuntz is apparently like half Korean or a quarter Korean. He's from the U.S., but like he had some Korean background or whatever, so they wanted him on that card. Um, but they but they came to him with this fight. They were like, "Hey, we'll pay you a bunch of money to lose." And when the the night before the fight, when a bunch of money came in on him to lose, you know, or on Leo to win or whatever, uh, the UFC went to him and was like, "Hey, you better not." 
fucking be doing some shady shit. And basically was like, you're fired if that's the case. Like, we can't be associated with that. And so he, out of fear, actually uh, tried to win and ended up still losing by split decision, I think. Or maybe he won by split decision. I don't know. The whole thing was – he ended up in prison, uh, the guy. Bang or whatever. So what, so what you're saying is, is that it's possible that James Krause could be in prison within the next two years. That's no, that's not his fucking – that's not what the takeaway is. What, what you're saying is, is that James Krause should be in jail. What I'm saying is – Him and Derek Minner should be in jail. The fact that James Krause has a betting service or whatever you want to call it, it's like a pool or whatever, sure, sure. and his fighter was involved in this fight, it's entirely possible it's purely coincidental. Like, sure. especially like James Krause, from all reports from all his fighters, is like such a really nice guy and really cares about his fighters and wants them to win. Bro. Like watching the replay right now. Stop, dude. The fucking the side eye. I can't with you. Like, no. <laughs> I know. I hey, Juice. No, Juice. Before we go any further, you have to know that that we've had our opinions changed on fighters and fight fight things a long time. This this yeah. one, like I said, I'm not saying that it's anything possible of, of a smear campaign against James Krause. Obviously, I just mean like. It, it is it does pose an interesting question and like i said i was i've always been in the camp that it's it's incredibly tough to do it's fucking really hard to do but Derek minner kicking once and having an injury wincing hold on i'm just i'm watching the replay he kicks once wince it okay kicks once boom some happens winces then when he's coming forward newton beck uh uh newton beak comes forward Newton, Newton Becker, Newton Becker, he they kicks again with the same leg, and then uh, odds swung in his favor. Derek Minner also hadn't fought in a while and needed a pay- paycheck. Like, well, look, all I'm saying is, is that the possibility of people to take advantage of these injured fights to to throw a fight is now is now starting to become a little bit more. Um, but viable. why would you why would you say that's more viable? Be, be, because of the fact that that uh, they're not they're not taking it like pe- what what people are betting on is not is is not um, they are betting on how and whatnot. But uh, sometimes what's happening like that's an actual TKO that's going to go in a record. So technically on the books that will go as a TKO. But we all know after we what we saw that it was an injury. But it doesn't matter to the betters. You know what I'm saying? Like the. The fact that it ha- is happening a lot now, I'm saying that someone could take advantage of it easily and throw a fight and get a lot of money by saying that they're injured. And then you would just be like, oh, shit, he blew out his knee. Fuck. Bad timing. So you're saying he's a liar and he's not really injured? No, no, not him himself. I'm saying that in the future, it could happen that way because of the fact that TKOs and stuff like that are happening a lot more. Fi- fighters could be swayed to pretend like they have an injury in the fight. And then say, "Oh, just a bad night." D- hey, man, where I know you, I know you're trying to defend the integrity of it. I'm just saying I, that I just money, we're so opposed. Like, like, like yeah, but you, I get it. I'm not gonna sit here and mo- like money pretend money that. Talks. Yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like crime isn't real. Like, I know people do shady shit sometimes. Yeah, I just think it, that's not the case here. No, and like, like the 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 lines on, on on a fight like that, like on a random UFC card. I don't think it takes a ton of action for it to swing like it did. 
That's fair. So, I mean, that's true. I mean, if you look I, at the I line think people before were just it, whatever, but but I'm just what I'm know. saying is what I'm saying is that the possibility now can now be a little bit more open because wins and losses now based on injuries don't have any um don't have any quotation marks around it in the books. Uh, Aljo beat TJ, but we everybody saw that his shoulder was blown and all that stuff. But it's still a win for that's Aljo. That's always been the, that way. Right, right, right. It would say TKO injury or whatever. But now that it keeps happening more and more on higher scales, everyone's just like, oh, what an unfortunate circumstance. But now, like I said, you could essentially just say win a little bit of extra money somehow, some way. By, say, the, by The other thing is, dude, like a couple weeks ago, and people are saying it's because of James Krause's betting pool thing that the UFC made a rule like you cannot bet on any fight. Yes. And you cannot be in the same like anyone in the same household if they show the same risk. And anyone sure. in your team, anyone in your camp, they made a rule, which is like, how are you going to fucking enforce that? But like, they're they're not going to be able to because it's it's you know we're talking like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon situation of just like calling three people and right. that's it. Here's here's your cut. like if I was if I was a fighter and I and I knew that I was going to get my absolutely get my ass kicked, I can tell you to put a bet in the other guy and like split it with me. Yeah. And I'm not even saying that would be a fixed fight. I'm just saying, like, I'm not But good. it would be then, wouldn't it? No, I'm just going to say, hey, man, this guy's really good, and I'm not. I'm going to lose. But that would be a fixed fight. No, fix you... is if I purposely lose. Hmm. It's just taking advantage of the situation and being shady with betting. Interesting. In- interesting. I mean, it's if interesting. I threw the fight, that... it would be fixed. But that's interesting that you say that. I mean, that's what, a, what an interesting concept. Huh. I mean, like I said, remember this is all hypothetical. We're, hypothetical. we're not look. We're not saying that James Cross, James Cross is going to go to jail with. I think you are. I think you are. We're not saying that James Cross is going to go to jail in the next two months, years. Who knows? Wait, should we read? Is this one we should read the fucking tweets? Yes, that I of course, you? dude. Okay, dude. I so, sent so this even to Leo. more even more controversy comes out. But this is um, this seems to be pretty one sided. Uh, um, I mean, yeah. this seems to be. No. So, so, so the homie Beatrix Kiddo, um, which isn't that um, Uma Thurman's character in uh, Kill yes. Bill? That's yeah. Right. Anyway, that's um, it's at Muay Thai Lover with underscores in between words. Um, she sent some screenshots because a lot of people, including myself, are blocked by Megan Anderson. Um, Megan Anderson shared what looks to be a screenshot from Instagram, maybe? I can't tell. Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. It says it, her account is the Megan Anderson show. Replying to a guy named Zach Brown. Um, because someone, because because someone called her out for saying that she blamed, uh, James Krause on the team, for her loss against Amanda Nunes. That's what she. That's what she's yeah. saying. And the or she sorry in, in other words, she said that. Then this guy Zach Brown said, uh. Man, Megan Anderson is really throwing people under the bus. And then Megan Anderson responded with this that she's about yeah. to Yeah, about yeah to so this dude said, everyone in the comments doesn't know how much Megan threw her coaches under the bus. She blamed her loss to Nunez on Glory MMA. Meanwhile, Brandon Moreno was thriving at Glory. Which, by the way, like that, uh, like another fighter's success doesn't disprove right. her. I mean, thing, si- but, yeah, city, city but, kickboxing is a good example. But <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. But 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 something that Jeff Molina from Glory said does, which I'll get to in a second. But Megan yeah. said like when you when you only receive one 
30 minute pad session a week for the entire seven months I was at camp and received no other individual coaching, no one picking my training partners or rounds or even coaching me through those rounds the entire time. When no matter how many times I asked to sit down and talk about a game plan, an excuse was always given for it to never happen. Then it's not throwing them under the bus. It's saying exactly what happened. Now, Brandon had a personalized session every day uh, whenever he traveled for the U UFC Spanish broadcast. The coach traveled with him to make sure he had personalized training at all times. If he's telling me that just one 30-minute pad session a week is enough for a world title fight against the greatest female fighter of all time is enough coaching, then you're delusional. Um, there also was a tweet that Sandy shared, which I thought was included in this, and it's not, where someone had said, oh, imagine going to glory and sleeping with James Krause. And she said, you should look at Sanko for that. Ooh. Hey! Not sure if I believe that, but okay. Well, I mean... Uh, well, although, like, I mean, well, James Krause is already fixing fights, so how can you not? He <laughs> did. And so J uh, Jeff responds, um, hold on. Yeah, Jeff Jeff responds, this couldn't be further from the truth. Wow. Wait a wait until MMA Twitter is trashing James Cross for his fighter fighting injured, just like 90% of fighters do, just because you want some Twitter clout. I was there your entire training camp for Nunes. You sat out 99% of the live rounds. You would ask your training partners, in quotations, jokingly to let you win the round you were the laziest training partner always talking about how tired you were five minutes into drilling you would intentionally hurt training partners who were new and had an obvious skill gap in parentheses you broke a soccer mom's nose in probably one of the few rounds of sparring you did outside of practice uh, you have an alcohol problem and were sloshed a month and a half before your title fight. You burned bridges with every single person in the gym, including the front desk guy, because how much of a head case you are. Don't forget how Kraus talked you off the ledge before every fight and how complimentary you were of him for changing your career and life. You lose one fight and now everything changes. Take some accountability for yourself. You lost that fight the second you signed the deadline. Look in the mirror. That's why you lost that fight. Shoot, dude. Man, can't fucking believe it. Jeff Molina bodied Megan Anderson. Yeah, that ain't Absolutely nothing. Bodied and, and what's even worse is that Megan was like, "I'll talk about this in full later at a later time." And Jeff Molina was like, "No, we can talk about it now." <laughs> no, you want to? Yeah, we'll do now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Megan Anderson was like, "One day the full story would come out." For now, like, thought she was like dropping a nugget. He was like, and "He was like, you want to drop that nugget? I'll pick that nugget up and I'll polish it off and tell you how fucking fake it is." Wow. Yeah, absolute fucking lunacy, dude. So yeah, so yeah, so the the likelihood of James Cross being bad, no. The <laughs> likelihood of, of fixed fights happening in the future because of injuries, a little bit higher now. I think. Hmm. Hmm. Anyways, Dave L, to answer your question, uh, Juice believes it's a coincidence. I believe. I believe you opened to my eyes that it could. It, there's a possibility that that fixing fights could could be a little bit easier now with uh with uh sympathy and um the way the injuries are kind of going in the other person's favor, you know. Okay, so, that's my answer, Dave. That's my my answer is my answer is James Cross will be in jail within the next two years. <laughs> You're a fucking asshole. All right, here's another question from Dave L. Actually, hey guys, Dave L. Again, and a little while ago, we spoke about divisions in which the belt frequently changes hands being more exciting. However, I know you guys and me, and especially Juice, 
are big fans of Israel Adesanya. Oh, yeah. So my question is, do you still prefer the belt changing hands and creating a more exciting division when the person holding the belt is someone you're a big fan of? Because on one hand, I honestly want to see Adesanya win, but on the other, I would kind of like to see him motivated coming back after a loss. So let me know what y'all think. Thanks. And once again, love the show. This is such a good question, dude. And I have some thoughts on it too. Cause like, please. It's, it's not a hard and fast rule of like, Oh, do, do I prefer a dominant champion or do I prefer the belt change hands? The answer is yes. Like I like both. Like, think about women's 135, okay? Ronda was on top for so long, just wrecking bitches. And then Holly Holm comes in and head kicks her into oblivion. That six-month span when the belt changed three times, so good. sick, yeah. It was actually probably like eight months or something because you think about when the loss was. But um, gets head kicked by Holly. Holly's a champion. Holly gets choked up by Misha. Misha's a champion. Misha gets clubbed and subbed by Amanda. Amanda's a champion. And then Amanda became the greatest women's fighter of all time. That that scene was so incredible. dramatic, so high, so everything. Yeah, yeah it, it was it was everything that you wanted to be excitement wise. Yeah, and 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 that's what I'm a fan of. Dude. And like, I want you know Izzy to be champion as long as I live. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like first of all like these motherfucking kickboxing hipsters would be like, oh, wow, I got the fucking dude. power. Like, fuck you. So angry. So, <laughs> so angry. So angry so and biased. Um uh Alex uh is gonna die this weekend. Um oh. <laughs> oh my god, dude. I love it. Now here's the I'm thing. giving it right back, dude. People fucking sharing the memes of Izzy with the oxygen mask. <laughs> I heard Izzy on the MMA hour this week and he was like, That that oxygen mask was for Gazy. I told him I didn't need one and I was breathing fine. Wow. Anyway, um, what's it called? <laughs> but to answer, to answer the point too, like if a division is just like where the bell is changing hands, I'm like, oh, these guys are garbage. Like you need a, a division where a, a champ is on top and just knocking out contenders. Like I feel like I want a champ to have at least three tile defenses. And then I'm like, okay, now you're and – and I hate the whole adage of like, oh, you're not the champion until you defend your belt. Like no, if you make it to the top of the but like – yeah, you, know, like you, that's why sometimes like light heavyweight without John Jones is garbage. <laughs> you have like oh like DC champion oh, and then he gets knocked out and then John gets back and then DC again and then it's fucking Jan Blahovich and then it's fucking Glover Teixeira. Now it's Yuri. Like yeah, once Glover beat him again and then Glover's a champion again. Like it's gonna be like that. It's gonna be like dude, early UFC days. Dude, Glover beating dude. If Glover beats Yuri, I, I think he I think he honestly is gonna walk the earth for like three years. <laughs> Yuri think, is, you mean? Yeah, Yuri. Yuri's just gonna walk the earth for three years. Because then, like, where have you been? I just took a walk. Yeah. Where? Around the world. Yeah. And then they're, they're like, why? I had to. I had to. <laughs> yep. You know what's so funny? The, uh, on the on the comment event live cat uh live chat they asked about someone asked about yuri doing weird shit and he was like okay yeah yuri does some weird shit but sometimes he knows it's weird like like the, the whole like spending a spending three days in a dark room he knows most people don't do that he knows that is 
specifically something he does. He's like, but how much does he do that he thinks is normal but is not? And, and it's like, like, gotta be a lot. Yeah, like like dude, hitting hitting the tree. Dude, everybody should be like, hanging out with I him. I thought everyone hits trees. Like, dude, I'm telling you, dude, like a fucking seven samurai type of fucking training shit with Yuri Prohaska would be the most interesting show of all time. And it, it was would. fictionalized, dude. It was fictionalized. And he, he places all these fucking geese all over the fucking world. And these people have to climb this high mountain. Dude, it's such a sick idea. Yeah. But Yuri Prohaska at the end of it just being so weird. And like when you get to the top of the mountain where he's at, he's just fucking all of the trees have fucking um like mattresses wrapped around them or the fucking and he's just like punching them all. I was like, what? Yeah. And then and then he's like, he's like, that's for you guys, because his tree doesn't have a mattress around it. It's just yeah, the wood. <laughs> exactly. And it's like almost chopped down. Dude, that'd right? be so cool. Could you, could, uh... could you dude? And then like some of the lore, could you okay, we're making this show right now. Some of the lore, but what if it was a redwood? And he was like halfway through it. And they were like, oh my God. And he's like, when this is done, then I'm the greatest fighter. And like, he, like <laughs> oh! dude, like, could you imagine? He chops the redwood down in one I of the episodes. I just got chills. He chops one of the, the redwoods down in one of the episodes. And then it falls and it makes the biggest sound. And then everyone's like, oh my God, I guess you're the greatest fighter. And he was like, you know what? When I, the last punch, I saw that I wasn't. So I need to find another redwood, a bigger one. And then they go on this really long adventure for the fucking thickest, lo- largest tree you've ever seen in your entire life. And he goes, we start today. And he's just fucking starts. Pu- Dude, I'm telling you. I was going to say <clears throat> the red hood, the redwood falls over, uh-huh. makes a massive thud. Yeah. Cut to somewhere in Poland. Jan Blavich is like, he's done it. Oh, wow. Dude. Did hey. Hollywood, where are you at? We're blockbuster writers here. Come on, <laughs> man. Blockbuster writers, fucking and like, dude, gold here. And like, and like, each episode is like the guys fighting each other, and like, there's everyone has their own like cool, sick, badass thing that they do, but they're just still not as good as Yuri, dude. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm I'm gone. I'm writing this movie, and Write Yuri it. will. And Yuri will fucking fucking one hundred percent sign off on it. He will 100%. Yeah. If he's the center of the attention, dude, as a, as a Bushido a samurai, you know what's even worse, though, is that he would sign off on it and be like, you have to use someone else because I'm not worthy yet. And I'd be like, dude. Yeah. You're worthy, bro. I can imagine pitching it like, all right, we're just trying to figure out yeah. uh, how to get the special effects for the Redwood. He'd be like, no, I'm, I'm already starting right now. Come back in a year. Dude, dude, it's such a sick idea, right? Like the whole lore of it sounds so cool. We need a fucking badass samurai style story again, and Yuri is the perfect person to be at the center of it. He is. Yuri in the forest realm. Write it. I'll be on that boat for six months. Leo's 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 fun. He will be, he will be when he's not serving up cocktails. He's gonna be fucking writing this Yuri Proska samurai script. Because dude, you. like honestly, we just we need one that has like good production. Like the last fucking cool action movie that I saw was uh, not cool, just like one that I was like really, really like blown away by the um by the fighting was the raid redemption, but both the raid movies, uh, because the fighting was so good. Like whoever whoever they hired for that, we need to hire that for this thing and just make each episode have at least always make sure that one episode has has a badass fight, like three minute fight scene. Always. Every episode has one, and that's it. And we just keep it yeah. going with that. And then it's just like, how do we rank it? And then we rank the top 10 fights. But um, every time Yuri just punches everyone one time and they die. Yeah. 
Dude, who who would dude, win? When, Yuri dude, or One Punch Man? Dude, I don't know. That's the whole point, right? Yeah, so we could we could build that Laura, dude. Wouldn't it be so fucking it. cool if like each time a person loses, they actually die? But the way that they die is it's Yuri just uh, going into the back room and punching them, and then when you get to the final episode, we get to uh, them literally exploding in the room. Dude, wouldn't that be so fucking cool? Like it, you just you're like, oh, they never see them again. You and and that's yeah. it. And it's just like they lost. And he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, they went down the mountain. But then it turns out that whenever you lose the last time, they've moved he, on. He punches you, and yeah. you're you literally explode in the room, and yeah. Yuri's just covered in blood the whole time. Yeah. Dude, it's so ah! sick. It's such a sick idea. Oh, oh man, fucking. Badass action. I mean, come on, guys. That's what we're here for. Why don't more people listen to this podcast? We're serving them gold here. <laughs> Tell your friends. Hey, your In neighbors. 2019, Tell I used to have us. 350 downloads per episode. And then people fucking left. And now we are in the double digits, okay? Tell your friends to listen to this fucking podcast. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, because if, if someone, I'm, you know what? Someone's going to take this idea, and I can't wait. Make oh, it better than we can, but I'm telling you, the images in my head are so strong. I need to get to. I need to talk to Yuri now. Now, I'm gonna mess. Get him on the horn. Him. <laughs> I'm gonna DM him. I am gonna DM. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway. Uh. Wow. So excited, dude. That got me so fucking hyped. The idea. <laughs> did we even answer David's question about the champion? I think oh we yeah. Did oh, I, I did. You did. I. I yeah. But. But you said. Um. So. You know. Uh. It just depends on the Make decision. Make it quick, dude. <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. Just, we can we can do a long episode. I, I got fucking time. It just depends on the um. It just depends on the division specifically and how I feel about the top five fighters of each division. Like, like the featherweight division is a tough division to call because I like Brian Ortega, because I like Arnold Allen, because I like Max Holloway, because I like Yair, because I like Volkanovski at the top of it. Like, yeah, who's my favorite of all of them? Probably Max, but like. But, but everyone Volk is the pound for pound number one right now. Yeah, like... exactly. Like that's the thing. It's like Max losing the belt is is was fine a long time ago, and like the fact they've had the trilogy. Like, but dude, if Max Holloway pieces up Arnold Allen, fucks Arnold Allen up, Josh Emmett tries to come up, Max Holloway fucks him up too. What are you gonna do? You know, we're gonna have a Rob uh, Easy situation. We're probably gonna have that situation again, and like it's so hard to make that that you know the case. So. Do I like it when when the when the belt switches around? I think I think I like Juice's answer. I like the idea of I like a semi dominant champion yes, where they have yes. like five 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 yes. title defenses, and then I like the belt to change hands a couple times until we sell into the new dominant champion. Yes, I like waves. Yeah, I, I think like the I, I think the ebb and flow that you're describing is exactly how I like it. I like I like the I like it. Yeah, semi semi uh, dominant champion five five title defenses. Then the belt changes. Then the belt changes like three times after that. Then an, then another dominant one becomes after that. Yeah, kind of how I, it's going. Think, actually, yeah. how it's going in the featherweight division. Right. And for me, it's like honestly, one of the things I love about MMA is the unpredictability. Yes. And when the belt changes hands, it is like like usually something like fucking Leon Edwards knocking out Kamari Usman. Are you fucking kidding me? Right. Like, yeah. Unpre- unpredictability. But if if then. The next contender knocks out Leon, and let's say if they get fucking Bilal a shot, and he gets his revenge, knocks out, and then and then fucking Hamza comes and knocks out Bilal. Like 
it's going to be too much to the point where like you're like okay now now it's going to be like expect the unexpected now it's an expect a fucking upset but when yeah. you have like something just to shake it up and then things settle in then you get like okay cool but like i also like love watching a fucking uh, master at work like Valentina Shevchenko I don't care that I know she's gonna win just about every fight like yeah. I don't care because she's so good yeah yeah it's like a master yeah exactly it just depends but but I think I think your way is the right way I, how I like it um but yeah. but but to be honest with you it's it's tough to say but I I think for excitement's sake I I like the 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 belts changing hands when that dominant champion isn't in the in the mix anymore like when that yeah. when that belt changing hands is like three or four people and they're all kind of vying for it i do like that excitement of that of like who's gonna be it yeah. who's gonna win it um so that's that that's the part of it that like it's definitely more intriguing when that happens um and this is somewhat somewhat off topic we need to bring back tournaments dude the fucking integrity of the sport yeah we'll bring it back on yuri in the forest room Ugh, dude. Can you imagine if like <laughs> so many ideas, dude? It needs to be pointed, but like Mortal Kombat is like Yuri. Dude. You know what? That's how people pitch, to be honest with you. Just so if anyone ever wants a, a lesson, a one-on-one in, in pitching stuff, you just say uh two things. You say this meets this, and that's how you pitch. That's what yeah. they tell you to do. Whenever you pitch pitch an idea, you say to make it make sense, mm. you say, um, it's like, like Mortal Kombat meets uh, Weekend at Bernie's, exactly. And you, and Weekend then at Yuri's, like, yeah, dude, Weekend at Yuri's, write it down, write it down. <laughs> it's a remake of Weekend at Bernie's, but, <laughs> but Bernie is Yuri, just sunglasses the whole time, and at the end, he goes, I have to. Oh, wow, wow. Dude, wow, amazing! Weekend at Yuri's. <laughs> he like he like wait. he wakes up at the end. They're like, "You weren't really dead. You yeah. slowed your heart rate. We checked your pulse, dude. You're like, How'd you learn how to slow your heart rate? I had to." Oh wow, dude, this is such. Wow, this is really really going. Weekend on. At anyways, Yuri's. anyways, yeah, Weekend at Yuri's. Mortal Kombat meets Weekend at Bernie's. Easy, done. Move move on. Honestly, can I tell you something? That's what we'd say. We'd do this. We we'd say it. All and, right, no, yeah. next. Like, write the check. Thanks. See you around. Yeah, <laughs> immediately we already knew. Mortal Kombat versus Weekend at Birdies. See you next weekend. Yeah, good check. Have your people call my people. Right, thirty million. Right, thirty million yeah. on the line. We got it. Right, thirty million. Thirty million to start. 30 yeah. Million to start. <laughs> dumb. We're so, we're so dumb, dude. We are so dumb, but it, the excitement. And I want fucking Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> the idea gets me so fucking pumped, dude. Because you're, dude. Yeah. If someone could film it just right and make it like just classic action. Shit would be a fucking poppin'. American Beauty beats Saving Private Yuri. Easy. Easily the best one. Saving Private Yuri. <laughs> hey, if anyone's listening to this that has good Photoshop skills, can we please get a Saving Private Yuri uh, poster? Uh, okay, we also need the weekend at Yuri's, though. <laughs> yeah, we do need both of those. We need it's, both of them. Please, yeah, please, if anyone that's listening that has good Photoshop skills or, or drawing please, skills dude. or anything like that, please, can we make that for oh, free? And, I'll, and, I'll retweet it and we will I'll not fucking be willing, blow yeah. you up. And we will not be willing to pay you, but we are very excited for the idea of it. Well, willing, just not able. Yeah, 
<laughs> Let's be fair. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not against it yet. No, it's, not, it's not in the budget right now. Yeah, it's definitely not in the budget, but the idea of it would be great for, I mean, and the fight's coming up. You had a couple weeks, so just saying. Saving Private yeah, Yuri is a great idea. Right, weekend, at, weekend at Yuri's is great. Saving Private Yuri. Yeah. Wow, dude. Wow. Honestly, we'd... <laughs> we need we need we really need to partner up with somebody good at Photoshop, dude, because we need to fucking do a thread where it's like Yuri Prohaska meets Hollywood, like yeah, like saving like, private Yuri, or like in the Yuri's, you know, make uh like uh, Peggy a uh, Peggy Knuckles, you know, like a Peggy Knuckles series, you know, of well, posters, just, you know, of posters, posters. me and Kayla Harrison. Yeah, but then what I'm saying is, is like we get someone to make those posters, like they look all dramatic and stuff like that. But it's hey, can I be real for a second? Yeah, sure. Elon Musk has been in charge of Twitter for a few weeks now, yep. has yet to bring back fleets. <laughs> and you know why I thought of that? Because I had a fleet once that got the most interaction I've ever gotten from a fleet where I was like, OnlyFans, but it's me getting pegged by Kayla Harrison. And I swear to God, I got responses from people I've never heard of being like, holy shit. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I got these you ideas know. all day. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So, anyways, Dave, I hope we answered your question, and now you have weekend at Yuri's now. So, yeah, citizen, your... citizen Kane, but it's Yuri, Citizen Yuri, <laughs> Citizen Yuri. So dumb, dude. Such a dumb concept. <laughs> so putting Yuri in literally every single movie. A few good Yuris, you know what I mean? A few good <laughs> Yuris. <laughs> so stupid. You can't handle the truth. I have to. I have oh, to. So stupid! Wow, wow! I have to have the truth. You can't have the truth. <laughs> Kills him. Yeah, punches him and he blows up. Oh, the fucking sick idea! These are sick ideas, guys. Why do you listen to us? Because we're fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm trying to think what other what other amazing movies can we put Yuri in? Like just like absolute classes, like like The English Patient. It's Yuri. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, what do you call it? A king speech featuring Yuri. King speech. The, the king speech, but the king is Yuri. Uh, <laughs> Blackhawk so down, but yeah, he's, he's, it's he's Yuri. The helicopter. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the helicopter. He's the, that he's samurai dick like speeding around. He's not even an actor. He's just the helicopter that went down. <laughs> that was so, the most compelling role I could choose. So. Dumb. Yeah, we decided, you know what? <laughs> Just follow me, okay? We decided to remake Black Hawk Down. <laughs> but the helicopter they, they crash is Yuri Prohaska, the UFC fighter. Everything else is the same. We get the same actors. You mean the, the Czechoslovakian? We get we get all we get all those same actors, including uh Tom Hardy and Ewan McGregor and all these people that played soldiers in the movie. <laughs> Jeremy Pivot. Yeah, all these people. But but Yuri Prohaska is the helicopter that blew up. Wow. Oh, Yuri of the Rings. Oh wow, <laughs> extended versions. All extended version. Um. Wow. All right. Well, Dave. Harry Potter in the Chamber of Yuri. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's a, dude, that sounds like a porno. To be honest with you, <laughs> the Chamber of Yuri Prohaska. The Chamber of Yuri Prohaska. Yeah. Bro, off topic. Have you? But it's gonna be on topic to the tangent of the tangent. Yeah, I, can't, I can't wait. That have you seen that Netflix show, How to Build a Sex Room or whatever? Uh, whatever is it called? Sex it's like, Room. 
Yeah, you never heard of this really? show? That's what it's called. What? There's a show on Netflix that people are like talking about. It's literally like one of those like HGTV shows or whatever where they like remodel someone's house, but it's literally this old British lady who makes it into a sex room. How to build a sex room? I watched what? it at Dodson's. That they were into it, dude. Jesse was like, I swear to God, dude, I thought they were gonna oh, hire wow. this lady to build a fucking sex room for them, and I was like, Can I just watch? I would watch you. <laughs> well, amazing. Um, All right. Well, that's cool. Definitely. So glad that. they don't listen to this podcast. Yeah. Um, how to build a sex room? Isn't it what it's called? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. It definitely is called that. How to build a sex room? The lady looks. I'm just stuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 That's the well, lady. Dude, the anyway, <laughs> it's super compelling too because I'm like I'm not gonna lie, it is like kinky, right? But the stories that people tell in there. And the way they react, and they're like, "Oh my god, this room saved our marriage, or whatever." It's fucking heartwarming as shit, too. Like, I'm like, "Oh my god, it's just such an interesting show." Anyways, I'm gonna say, imagine Yuri hires that lady <laughs> to build a fucking room, and they're like, "Okay, normally I do this with couples. Do you have a partner?" They're like, no, this is just for me. <laughs> Can you imagine? He may- builds a room just for him. And yeah, he might bring women in there sometimes. Maybe bring men in there too, but it's mostly dude, for him. Dude, you know how you've said that you broke me? I really think you just broke me. <laughs> curiosity. I, think, I think I did. That's probably the funniest thing I've really ever thought of. That's, so, that's the funniest thing you've ever thought of. That's you know I can tell? He's like, like people, Patreon's watching right now. You won't, th- and, and even listening, just hearing how unenthused he sounds. But I swear to God, if you're watching, you can hear the wheels turn. When Leo finds something so funny, he gets mad about it. Like you look like you're upset right now. I am. Like, yes, like that right. time you went. Like that time you went to the Magic Castle. <laughs> the fucking, what the can room. I? What can I say? My friend knows me. He's right. Yeah, I'm 100 percent right. <laughs> so mad. That's such a good idea. God, Yuri's an endless, an endless. He's an endless source of comedy, and, and inspiration. Like I'm inspired and, yeah, by. He's both. He's both. <laughs> Like it, he inspires the jokes, but he also inspires like me to go live my mm-hmm. life differently. Oh man! Anyway, Daybell, thank you for asking this question. <laughs> for thank you for not even mentioning Yuri. And we just bring and it we back brought to it up him. anyway. Yeah, I swear to God, dude. Yeah, this is already my, one of my favorite episodes we've done in a long time, and we so we say that a lot too. But this one's good. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Okay. All right. Okay. On to the next question. Thank you, Daybell. I don't want to move on from this. I don't want to keep thank you. spitballing about Yuri Brohaska. Thank you. Thank you to the champ, Davell. Thank you to the champ, Davell. By the way, Davell finally put a, a profile picture on Twitter. Um, maybe the sexiest guy in MMA Twitter that isn't named Tef Talks MMA. Oh, shit. Look at that fucking profile photo, dude. Putting it on for the patrons. Oh, even shit. though they probably follow already. Like, look at how fucking handsome that guy is. Um, anyway, <laughs> Davell's like, Fucking weird out. He's probably like, so glad we don't live in the same state. Juice would try to fuck me. Um, yeah. All right. This is to move on now. Right. <laughs> now it's time. Awkward transition. <clears throat> now it's time for Rhino's question. Hey, Juice and Leo, it's your homie Rhino from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast. So, Carolina Kovalkiewicz is fighting on this uh, upcoming UFC 281 card. 
not too much is being talked about her or talked about that fight, but you know, people have to remember, you know, at one time she was one of the hottest prospects in the division, and then she had like a five-fight losing streak. Everybody thought she was done. Then she comes back and she beats Felice Herring in her last fight. If she could pull off a win, could we possibly see somebody who had an actual five-fight losing streak work her way back into the mix of contention for a title? I'm really curious to see how this plays out. I kind of want to hear you guys' opinions on it. So, yeah, what are your thoughts on Carolina Kovalkiewicz coming off of this five fight losing streak and then maybe fighting your way back up the ladder i'd love to hear your answers love you guys love the show peace dude uh i mean dang you're you know you're not wrong about the the fact that she was such a hot prospect i mean we're talking we're talking like three years ago like three or four years ago like not too long ago um my only problem with this circumstance for her is like just the people she's going to meet in the straw, like up the line. Now, if she did it, I mean, it's a, we're, we're talking like Glover Teixeira, uh, Charles Oliveira levels. If she got back to the belt and won the belt, we're talking those levels of, uh, you know, of a like, similar like, story. We, can't, we yeah. cannot believe it. Yeah. Like, wow, this is crazy. But then you got, I mean, there's just too many in the in the, that division. the strawweight yeah. division is so talent rich right now, and it's so fulfilled such young talent as well. But I have to say, I, I was texting Rhino when he sent this question. I was like, dude, I'm such a big fan of of Carolina yes. Like, people forget, and this is like a compliment to Joanna Yonjechik as well. Like, Joanna apparently was like, went up to Sean Shelby, and said, "Hey, there's a young, there's a." Uh, streaking, uh, up-and-coming Polish fighter named Karolina Kowalkiewicz. Uh-huh. Everyone everyone in Poland thinks she can beat me. I want you to sign her, sign her now. so I can beat her up or whatever. Uh-huh. They signed Karolina Kowalkiewicz. She had a fucking... I think she had a few fights, and they gave her like a number one contender fight against Rose Namajunas. She beat Rose. Uh-huh. Had an amazing fight with Joanna in which... She actually dropped Yoana at one point. Like, and people talk about the fucking hematoma against Whiteley, but Carolina gave her one on the forehead as well. Like mm-hmm. uh not as big, obviously, but she had she had a fucking, you know, fucking thing. Swelled up head, yeah. Swelled up head. Um and then she she had some some losses where it was like, you know, and honestly I think it might have been a confidence issue, but I was worried about I, like her last fight before Felice, I think. She had an eye injury and she was like, I, you know, she, I remember watching the video. She was like, like crying or like on the verge of tears. And she was saying, I may, this may end my career or something like it was sad as fuck. So when she came back against police, like that was super amazing to see. Do I think that she has a chance of having this amazing win streak? Like you said, it's going to be tough because of the talent versus the division, but like, I'm rooting for this weekend, or mm-hmm. is it this weekend that she's fighting? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm rooting for this weekend. I I hope that she fucking does well, and that's that's all I want. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. If she did, that would be cool. I mean, I would love to witness it. I mean, but as far as like a timeline of that of that happening, I mean, that's we're talking like a year. Yeah, the stars would have to really align for really her. Really align, like a year and a half. And and like Rhino said, and we said like she she was this you know yeah, talent surging. in the UFC for a while, surging talent for a while. Um, I kind of feel like the division 
or not the division, the sport has kind of caught up to her a little bit in terms of like, yes, uh, I think yeah. <clears throat> if I remember correctly, like she lost to Joanna and then she fought Claudia when Claudia Gedalia was still fighting and also was like trying to get that Joanna fight again or whatever. And like Claudia subbed her like instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a two, two minute, like she just took her down immediately, like didn't let any single punches and like just kind of exposed her lack of ground game. And I think, I think Carolyn is working on it. Um, but you know, she's so cute, dude. Yeah, no, she and and she's yeah, she is cute. And it's I such think a can, such a weird note to like. Yeah, such on, a weird but... way to note. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. She, uh, anyway, she's got a tough road ahead of her, but also Carolina uh, Kolakiewicz. Uh, give me your number. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, this is the best episode where we also look like uh, chauvinistic pigs. But let's keep moving on. Yeah, that's the title of this episode. Chauvinistic pigs. Let it, let it also be known that I objectified Yuri Proska as well. That's also true. You would also peg your Prasca if he would yeah. let you, but there's a very unlikely chance he'd let that. Very unlikely. Very unlikely. Mm-hmm. But honestly, dude, I'm scared. I feel like Yuri has a really big dick. Dude, I, okay. I don't, honestly, I don't think Yuri has a really big dick. I just think he really knows how to use it. That, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's got a cervix splitter, but I definitely think he's. <laughs> But I de- but I definitely think he also feels like he's into like tantric stuff and, oh, and like you know, I feel like he would like he would like I can make it move without my hands. You want to see? Yeah. And like it had like yeah. Had a, oh yeah. But but like it moved it's in weird scary. ways. Scary. It but it moved in weird ways. Exactly. Because yeah, I can already weird, do that. Because like, I can do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. Well, yeah you can make well, it we, jump. We all do. But like side to side. You mean like without. said I can make it jump. Love it. Knew that I can make it jump. Knew it. Just knew it immediately. My friend knows me. What are we supposed to say, guys? Yeah. He knows me. He make it knows me. Make it jump. I knew because I could do it. Yeah, but also Yuri, like I said, can make his dick do waves. Exactly. I literally thought about like this is someone. Did you know that ducks have like this kind of penis? That's like uh, I love it. You know, Ooh, yep. like, cool. Yeah. I feel like he has hey, that. Yeah. For our, our, for our. <laughs> <laughs> for our I think the sound effect. I knew when I was like. <laughs> yeah. What's uh, unclear about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people are listening to this in their cars uh, or whatever. But anyway, um, or what's okay. They already crashed when they look in the mirror yeah. and they lied, <laughs> they lied, lied themselves about, about yeah. Molly. And Maverick. That's true. Wow. Anyway. Okay. Uh, well, okay. We're getting so far off topic. Um, anyways, Yuri Prohaska Fox. So let's keep moving on. Yuri Prohaska Fox. By the way, anytime he's posted anything, some of the tweets I posted about the things that he's saying and like put them in the circumstances, I I, I think they're funny, but nobody oh, yeah. else did. I mean, Wait, what, in the, like... oh, in the one one of them, he was training in the gym, and he was like, "There's only one king, a true king," and I was like, "Him going into any Burger King ever." Oh, <laughs> that was one, and then there was another one which I which I thought was Bro, a funny. Concept. I hate how the algorithm mm-hmm. doesn't show me your tweets. There, it was a while ago, and there was another one where it was like him like training in the living room and stuff like that. And I said, "This is a live look of Yuri Prosko breaking into your house." <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. I'm gonna try and find that tweet real quick while we're talking. Yeah. yeah well. Um. Anyway, I'm just gonna search Burger King. Yeah, but apparently, me saying that uh, uh, Justin Gaethje throwing a knee and and the UFC imploding is gonna. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, didn't that, that's the one that blew up for you, right? Dude, it like blew a thousand up. likes or like, dude, no, dude, that's why I took a picture of it again because well, it's like 5,000, right? Yeah, because yeah. Well, when we got to the number when the, the day was over, we were like, oh, like 2,000. And then, like, I was randomly just scrolling back through my tweets. Um, I was trying to find one specifically, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this one. And I clicked on it, and it was at 5,000. And I was like, what? How's it still going? Anyway, there was only one king. That's so funny. I just retweeted it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun yeah and and like i don't know I, I can't wait for i cannot wait for the week leading up to december 10th i can i can't wait for the fucking embedded i'm so excited for the embedded for yuri can you you know what would be so funny is like you watch the embedded and you see like a film crew on the screen mm -hmm. and he's like what are you guys doing here i bought my own and they're like we have to have them embedded yeah, I know. I'm filming Embedded right now. Like, those aren't... They, they're not with the UFC. I know. They're my guys. <laughs> and then they... and then they, it, it turns into like a confessional like with the, the, the crew guys are like, yeah, so Yuri tried to hand us his footage and we're like, we can't use that. <laughs> so... God, dude, he's yeah, he's a he is a a wealth of comedy and also he's a weirds mobile, weirds weirds mobile. Damn, that's actually a good title. Good. Yeah, title. too bad it's not the title. Too bad it's not the title. Too bad nobody will know the title. We decided on the title before this episode, yeah. and uh, I said there's gonna be moments where we're gonna say, oh, that could be the title, like, but we can't give but it. We can't give it. We already give it. Yeah, we already have it. We All have right, to. well. <laughs> The name of the episode is We Have To. Fuck. Um, <laughs> so good. We're coming with so many good ones. Why? Okay. Uh, uh, fuck. That could yeah. be an addendum to the title. No, it's not. Okay. It's not. We, we got to stick with what we have. No matter how good this episode gets. All right. So we have also, let me just double check my notes. We have a voicemail from Seth. We got to yes, this. So please. thank you for thank you, Rhino. Definitely go check out the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast. He's got an amazing interview with uh tough alum this weekend. That's all I'm gonna say. There's a little teaser, a little teaser for you. But he had a fucking interview with uh Jose Shorty Torres this past weekend. And bro, I swear to god, it was the funniest thing. So whenever Rhino has like a guest on the show, and he he won't um <clears throat> tell him tell him to me unless it's actually been recorded because like he will jinx it, which like I totally get. Uh -huh. So we record this interview. He's like, just got done with this interview, which I mean here, here's the context I forgot. So he likes to play a guessing game, which I, I love. Like, you know, like guess this fighter based on like some clues. And like, you know me, like I love puzzles. I love like yep, trivia absolutely. and trying to figure shit out. And like, like Brian and I literally went head to head on UFC trivia, MMA trivia. It was mostly UFC trivia, but you know, MMA, whatever. I was like, yo, I, 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 I sometimes give up, but usually I, I, I get, get it. You right. nail it. He texted me the other day, uh, or last week, um, after he just recorded with um, Jose Shorty Torres. He's like, just recorded an interview with a, a UFC fighter who, or a former UFC fighter, you probably wouldn't know him, only had two, two fights in the UFC, made uh, mo most of his uh, career in Brave FC. I'm like, is that Jose Shorty Torres? And he was like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, <laughs> hey man, don't do it. I was like, I fucking know this guy, dude. And the reason why is because, like, I liked his personality a lot. And he was on Ariel's show a couple times. And, like, Ariel had him on, I think, when he got signed to the UFC because he was, like, this prospect that he 
he had a huge amateur career, which he yeah. all like he always talks about. He's like, I won thirty five fights in a row. I'm like, well, the, some of them were amateur. He's like, yeah, most of them were amateur. <laughs> but uh, uh, but uh, no, he's a cool guy. And like, I worked at this grocery store um, that was in in New Jersey as a second job to help pay for the wedding. And um, the guy that ran the supplement counter is one half of an MMA nutrition company called Lutrition. Like the guy named Lou, who does, who's like the main guy. He's like the chef, does the meal plan. But this other guy, who's Lou's partner, did like the supplements, and he would do the supplements for our store. And like that's how he kind of had the connection. Nice. Um, I I told him how much I'm like MMA, and he told me, and I I was like, oh, you're with Lutrition, I know, because Shorty Torres. He was like, I could probably get him on the podcast for you, and I was like, Sick. but it never happened. Um, obviously. Well, so this is a good way that we're connected. So thank you, Rhino. Um, dude, I'm loving going back to the long episodes, dude. I hope this is a three hour show. Yeah, I, I don't, but yeah, cool. <laughs> I know you don't, but wait, do you have a heart out though? Like, do you have, you're just, you're just I mean, I have a heart on right now, so. Okay. Well, that's good. All right, dude. I haven't listened to this because Google voice has a transcript. So I know what it's about, bro. I'm going to go the, off on set the, after this. The disrespect. The disrespect. Okay, here we go. Hey, you truly old baby. It's the MMA catfish. Yo, man, it's an Israel Adesanya fight week, which means at least one of you has a very hard hit right now, yeah. which is exciting. Not going to lie. Listen, you literally just shut the that. fuck up because your opinion doesn't matter because it's tainted. Fuck Mike Perry. And fuck you too, dude. My opinion does matter. My opinion does matter. And it is... I don't... It's a little biased. (laughs) Yeah, you'd say. But Israel Mabuliji Timitao Odunio Walafemi Walabia Desonia is one of the best strikers in the world right now. So it is not outside the realm of possibility to say that he would beat Alex Pereira. Now, this is what I will say. I do believe that Israel Adesanya will win this fight. And the reason why I believe Israel Adesanya will win this fight is because he is a great counter-striker. Yeah. Which recency bias of all of his fights as far as, you know, if anyone wants to call them slow or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But Alex Pereira coming in full force hard at Izzy is He's the reason the why out, a lot is the reason why a lot of people would lose against him before because people forget that Izzy's style of fighting the way he would win before this point was a lot of countering like a lot of countering um that's how he wins almost all of his fights uh so with that being said um yep 
Alex Pereira is going to just come in and be like, I'm going to be dominant in this situation. And I think Izzy's just going to slickly get out of the way of all the situations. And I think Alex Pereira is going to, going to get dropped by Izzy and Izzy's going to, I think Izzy's going to be more aggressive than he has been before. But part of me feels like, like I said, Alex Pereira's game plan is, is going to be an aggressive, aggressive front. It's going to, yeah. it, it's going to be this idea that he thinks that he thinks coming up and, 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 you know, trying to take Izzy out in the first round is going to be like, Oh, let's, let's show, you know, everyone what a fraud this person is. I think that is not how Pereira should approach it. But I think that because of the hype of the, the fact that he's beat him in the, in kickboxing before is a part of it. I have a feeling that that's where the mistakes are going to be made in this overconfident concept of like showing this person, you know, trying to say like, this person is not who you say they are. I think Izzy's going to say, no, I, I, I'm, I'm that and more. And maybe not, maybe I'm just drinking the Kool-Aid, but he was on the uh, MMA hour this week in studio with Ariel. And they talked a lot about his fights in the past with kicking kickboxing with Alex. And he was like, keep thinking that. I know something you don't. Mm-hmm. And I just, oh, I fucking got chills. I'm getting chills now. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a good I, t- I, I feel like bad because I kind of talked over the message, but it's so funny that literally right before I played the message and I forgot that he said about the hard on, you said you have a hard on. And he was like, at least one of you has a hard on. And he was talking about me, but I was like, mm. turns out we both got hard ons about turns it. Out. But anyway, podcast where we're both hard. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's always true, though. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's if why you're, if you if yeah. you're a man recording a podcast and you're flaccid, get the fuck out. But also more importantly, I uh, that's probably oh, another reason why I'm not a fan of the longer shows is because I can't stay hard that long. Right. Yeah. It's just it's not yeah, medically safe. I, I need some release. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know exactly. they say you know they say call a doctor if your if your erection lasts longer than four hours. We're getting close. We're getting close. And and we got to call them and tell them like what we're doing, but we never took any medicine. Exactly. <laughs> that's actually one of my favorite parts of four year old version. Like, yes. So did you take the medicine? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, he's like, you could burn embers and put it on your wrist. Such a good, good scene. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, so I, I believe Izzy is going to win in that regard. It is a pick'em, but I believe that that is Izzy's path is counter counter striking Alex, and and yeah, that's it. So. Uh, the the odds, but 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 if Izzy doesn't use his avoidance skills like he normally does, there's a very there's a pretty good chance he could get knocked out by Alex. There is that. Not for nothing, he has way more MMA experience than than Alex. And people people say that and they think, oh yeah, Izzy's not going to try and take him down. Izzy's not going to try and sub him. Like this is not going to be a. He's not going to. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not talking about implementing other disciplines. I'm talking about the distance management. I'm talking about the the ring generalship of yeah, the octagon versus a fucking squared circle. Like Absolutely. that matters. And the four ounce gloves and, and all that. I totally agree. So, well, thank uh, you. We actually have some fucking Twitter questions. We have two Twitter questions. We have at least two. I'm pretty sure it's two, but I also it's like, it's definitely, only two. Two. It's, it's definitely only two. I, I definitely... Okay. All right, so the first one is up from a man, Jimmy the Drunk, at Paroli Proud. He said, if you had to put your life on the line for one fight pick next week at UFC 281, what fighter would you choose to save your life? Easiest question in the world, Izzy. Because if he loses, I don't want to live in a world where Alex Pereira is champion. <laughs> and I'm joking, but I'm 100% serious. Uh, Scott. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. 
Wait, Molly fights this weekend too. Molly can yeah, save my life. Exactly. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I'm not a better. But like uh freelance goon convinced me to make a DraftKings account and I still haven't bet. But like you Molly's might. like a plus three hundred underdog. I might sprinkle a little song song well, on Molly McCann, you know. All right, for me, who would I who's gonna save my life? Uh wow. Damn. If if mm, this is tough. Mm. For real, for real, pro- probably Whaley. Oh, that's Whaley. actually like don't call anything a lock, but Whaley's my Pretty, lock uh, yeah. Uh, she's just so motivated, uh, and she she doesn't do boring fights. I, I I don't see a world where she doesn't feel like she could dominate Carla. Like confidently walking into the into the into the octagon, thinking like, you know, I need to feel her out. I don't see that happening. I, I just see Whaley just kicking Carla's head off. So I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Whaley. That's my final answer. I think Whaley can save my life and pick me up and cuddle me. Right. Huh? I was. I was. I was feeling like Whaley would be good to hang out with. Absolutely, dude. Even though she seems like someone who, um, like, is clearly obsessed about fighting, like if you tell me like her interests, like I, I don't feel like she has hobbies. Like, like Whaley, what kind of music do you listen to? Like, oh, whatever's on in the gym. Like, Whaley, what are your what are your favorite places to eat? Whatever's in proximity to the gym. You know what I mean? But if you tell me like, hey. Do you want to spend a day at Disneyland with John Whaley? She would be so fucking excited for everything, yes. dude. Yeah, dude, yeah, it'd dude. be great. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's our answer. Short and sweet answer because this is that's yeah. And you said Izzy, so here we are. Here we fucking are. And I said that to keep the gimmick going, but honestly, like, if I were to seriously answer the question, it probably would be Whaley or like Molly. Let's just look at the car real quick. Um. Uh, I like Brad Rydell's chances against Hanato Moicano. I like I like that fight, dude. I may just take a look at those odds too. Mm-hmm. This may be the fucking. This may be the time that. Oh my god, dude, I'm so stupid. I'm looking at Andre Petrovsky versus Wellington Tourman, and I just saw the Andre and the Ski, and I was like, Is Andre Arlovsky fighting a middleweight? Is Wellington Tourman going up to heavyweight? Andre's gonna knock that motherfucker out. <laughs> so stupid. Um, oh, Admin Zaita versus Matt Frivola. Hey, man, can I tell you that I'm a massive Matt Frivola fan? Like, recently? The guy is so cool on Twitter. And I know I fucking roast people for that. That's usually if I if I just think someone's, like, sort of, like, mid. And I think people are, like, on a fighter's nuts because he interacts with the Admin Tour. But let me tell you, Matt Frivola on Twitter is a fucking gem. I literally... Well, I, and I already liked his fighting style, and I like his camp, the, the Saralongo guys. But, bro... He tweeted one day. He was like, "Boogerbeard sucks." I was like, mm, "Instant fan!" Wow, instant fan! And that's when I still had my my personal account. And I, I I changed it to like the Frivola Stan account or whatever I said. Steamrolla Stan account, I think. Steamrolla Frivola, yeah. He yeah. he also like tweeted the other day like like someone was someone was it was like I think it was Bilal where he was saying like he no it wasn't Bilal. Was that fucking, I don't know. It was someone who happened to be in camp with him that isn't normally on his team or whatever. And he was like, I'm telling you, I witnessed it firsthand. You guys think Patty blows up out of camp? Like, 
Travolta gets even whatever, and he goes like it goes like this. The transition is cream roller, lean roller, steam roller. And I was like, hey man, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh oh, Montel Jackson walking out to Whitney Houston fighting Julio Arce, dude. That's a great fight. Mm-hmm. There's a lot Carlos Olberg versus Nikolai Nigamarianu, bro. We got, we got a lot of stuff coming up, dude. It's it's a stack card. It's I not, swear not to God, dude. Oh, Carolina's fighting that Argentinian girl, Silvana Gomez Juarez. Oh my God, Carolina's gonna get knocked out, dude. I'm so sad. Wow. <laughs> oh no, I wish I had seen that when I answered Rhino's question. I'm actually glad I didn't because that would have colored my. Um... Yes, absolutely, dude. <laughs> Mike Trezano versus Sung Joy. You know, Mike Trezano's a Jersey guy, and I'm like, uninterested. I'm usually like, yeah, Jersey, even though I'm like not even from here. Dominic Reyes with the fuck the parallel versus Ryan Span. That's actually a winnable fight for him. Aaron Blanchfield versus Mono McCann. Aaron Blanchfield's really good, though. I'm so not even confident when I say Mono McCann, but fucking big enough underdog that might sprinkle, sprinkle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I might sprinkle, sprinkle. Okay, you got one more. Oh, Dustin Poirier. Yeah, yeah, that's what the question's about. <laughs> oh, I, I was thinking for Jimmy's question, like I so not even answering the question. I, I guess I said you already easy. did. I guess that's still yeah. my yeah. I just I'm like I'm picking runner up runners up at this point. The reason I said I'm not answering the question is like is like if you could pick one, and I just gave like seven. Yeah, you said. Um, all right, Sandy Banana Chin Pants. Can I just say that the whole Banana Chin thing fucking it's makes me amazing. laugh so yeah. hard. Like leaning into it, the the shirt, dude, and the dull sticker on the chin. I just, oh, dude, this is okay. This is a Sandy Pants fan account, and this is a Sandy Pants fan podcast. Yes, it is. Um, she said, "Now that the week is upon us, what round do you think Dustin is going to finish bootstraps in?" For those of you who don't know, Michael Chandler's bootstraps. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious because they're fighting, but like, even if if you were to say that to me, like, oh, yeah, did you hear uh, Bootstraps got a fight booked? I'm like, oh, when's Chandler fighting? Like, yeah. I know it's Boot. I know who he is, what she, who, she, who she means. Yeah. Because I'm thinking second round. Honestly, uh, got that dog in him. I think third round. Yeah, I think I I think I love I love the disrespect, Sandy. But Michael Chandler is tough as fuck. I think I think it's going to be a third round finish for. for I th- I th- I actually think a second round. You do? I think okay. I think Dustin Poirier can can pull it off in a second round. He I certainly can. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm I'm going second. I'm calling it a second. Yeah, yeah. That's that. Fucking a, dude. Well, that's our forum. Now we're going to move on to our picks, which, I mean, hot, like such oh. a stacked up main card. We're going to start with our, I mean, banger starting off this Dan Hooker versus Claudio Boyez. Oh, can I tell you how conflicted I am about this pick? I'm very conflicted, but you know what? I'm not, not, not riding with the hangman. I'm going with I the hangman. I say you're, you're, you have to ride with your boy. I'm going with Dan. And the reason I, I'm conflicted I, is because I'm oh, I'm running with Claudio, and that's okay. I, I mean, like I said, the way that Dan's been looking recently, but I think you know what? I I actually how, how about this? I'm going with Dan, and I'm even going with Fight of the Night. That's fair. 
we're getting i think for this fight we're gonna get we're gonna get a dan hooker paul felder we're gonna get a classic i think we're getting it great i mean everybody that was such a good paul felder and dan hooker fight was amazing the so was the dp fight yeah, exactly. Dan I forgot about that until like he he was on uh, Dan Hooker was on uh, Ariel Wanna Show. Great interview, by the way. I highly recommend it. And yeah. that's another one that made me conflicted. I'm like, fuck, that was such a good interview too. Yeah, Dan Dan Hooker is like the, is, is such a real dude. Like that's the thing though. Like every yeah. time he talks about stuff, you know. I mean, anytime he go and he's like a fighter's fighter goes in there wants to fight anytime anywhere, and he's like, yeah, I'm about it. I'm like, yeah, you are, and that's why we're about you, dude. Yeah. So, but you, but juice isn't, <laughs> but juice isn't this weekend. No, because you know why? Like, it's not. It's not even one of those like picking with my brain type of things where I'm like, oh, I don't think he can win this one. I have just been really like sentimental lately, and like today I was, um, I was speaking Spanish with a coworker, mm-hmm. and um, I think about where my Spanish comes from. My dad, yeah. you know, lived oh. in Peru, so whenever there's a Peruvian fighter, I get like, you know. I pretend bit. like I'm from there, even though I yeah. literally have no ties there. A little bit, yeah. I mean that tie, but like it's not like any blood or you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, just something about Claudio Pueyes. Like, I think he's got something. Yeah, um, and that's like I said, you know. But I would, and, and I would love to be proven wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is one of those types of fights. It is Our one of next, those types of fights. Next fight we have is Frank Yeager versus Chris Gutierrez. And if you fucking think I'm going to pick against Frank Yeager, take a hike. You're right, because I'm not picking against him either. We got Frank Yeager. Mm-hmm. We're right. Remember, so put on a walking stick, put on a vest with pockets, and yeah. take a hike. Absolutely. Hey, man. I say, okay. ponte un chaleco con bocillas yep. y haz una caminata. Put on a vest with pockets and take a hike. Hey, man. But for real? real for real but also another fight if you think at all that juice or i are picking that fucking bootstrap motherfucker michael chandler you got another fucking got another fucking thing coming dude i already got another fucking thing coming dude dude dustin poirier there's no way and he's gonna win and win in a spectacular fashion and stop this michael chandler hype train Michael Chandler could knock on my door with a briefcase of money for me. I will answer the door in my Dustin Poirier paid in full shirt. How about yeah, that? How about that? Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm taking your money. Yep. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Still not. Still don't like you, dude. Still don't like you. Yeah. By the way, uh, uh, Kairos's um, uh, tweet the other day was. Oh, my God. Really, so good. I really saw you like it and I, and, I, and I wanted to text you about it. Really, really. M- Mick said it best. When when Kairos is on, nobody is nobody can touch him. No, like, it's it's amazing. he's not one of those guys that hits every time. But when he whoever, fucking hits, he hits. Out whoever, of whoever made that photo. Whoever made that photo <laughs> I mean, like, bro, it legitimately looks like Willem Dafoe a meshed black, with. Yeah. No, but Black like, yeah. but like, because of that, it almost ends up looking like what's his name, Phil Lamar. Yes, yes. You know wow, who I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I do. Yes, one thousand percent looks like that. I was like, oh my god. But honestly, so funny and like, yeah, yeah. Dustin Poirier knocks that motherfucker out in front, <laughs> in front of his kid. Anyways, keep in moving. front of his kid. Uh, let's keep moving, because also, I mean, going even further. I mean, like up the up. The last four fights, we cannot be d- divided on this. 
if you think we're picking Carla Esparza against Whaley, you're out you're of your damn fucking mind. Out of your mind, yeah. Whaley. I would never I would never pick Carla Esparza even if there was a fire. Dude, never. Never. No way. All right. Well, okay. Did I tell you I worked in um a stepbrother's bid into Matilda? You did. Side tangent because we're on it because we're referencing Phil Lamar, who was the couple in the scene with yes, the yes, asbestos yes. and you yeah, know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sing I sing two songs in the show. Yeah. They're both solos, but they're like the ensemble sings kind of back or whatever. Yep. And so the first one is called The Hammer. Mm-hmm. Um because Trunchbull was an Olympian hammer thrower. So it's talking about the hammer, it's like throwing, it's like if you want to throw the hammer for your country. Mm-hmm. There's a part where I say I I start the song myself. There's no one in, and then I go to toe the line. Sing, children, two, three, four. If you want to throw, and I conduct the children, and then I go sing, Jenny, who's Miss Honey. Oh, Miss Honey this. sings. I know, and I, I know, and I go, oh, you're flat, you're terribly flat, oh, and then she yeah. sings more, and I'm like, it's okay, I'm gonna save you with this solo, and then I end, uh, I, I yeah, end the song. Dude. I have done that since day one, and yeah. the, and the director didn't say anything, and I'm like, if you think I'm leaving that bit out on performance, I'm going. Dude, another fucking thing coming, dude. Kills it. It's gonna kill it. Um. All right. Uh. And then on the at the top of the card, if you think we're picking Alex Pereira, you're wrong. Because we're riding with our boy Izzy. Always, we're riding with our boy Izzy. Okay, it's not not happening. We're riding with Izzy, Israel, uh, Desonia. Israel Mobology, Timitayo, Odonio, Oalefemi, Oalebia, Desonia. We are riding with him. Ride, ride or die. Literally, Jimmy's question: Ride or die. If if I'm not, I'm not. Don't call the authorities, but I'm just saying in that hypothetical. Don't season, call the authorities. Don't call it. Don't call the authorities for a suicide watch on me. Oh wow! 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 What I'm saying so is so far, so far, so far took it took it so far. But what I'm saying is, if there was a situation where, okay, uh, stake your life on one fight, like he said, if they if they win, you know, if you win, if they if you pick a fighter, if 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 they win, you get to keep your life, and if they lose, you don't. I'm picking Izzy, 100 percent ride or die. Yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen. There's a small chance I won't be watching the fights live. I'll probably be missing, like, uh, my hope is that I get off of work uh, just before the Dustin Poirier-Michael Chandler fight. That's my hope, my big hope. Uh, But if that doesn't happen, I'm going to be very sad. Yeah, I am going to be on stage while most of this card is happening. Yeah, you'll probably, you'll definitely probably catch the main, the main, you'll definitely catch the main event, and you'll probably catch a little bit of the Kobe. Yeah, it isn't even one of those things where I can watch on the prelims because like prelims start at seven usually on pay per views. Yeah, that's my call time at least, and I'll probably be there earlier than that. Well, so. remember you guys start at eight, right? Yeah, the main card doesn't start till ten. Right. But again, right show. Yeah, the show. Have wait. you ever been to a show that starts time? Yeah, Shows no. do not start on time. The show has been running when we've been doing it almost three almost hours, three hours, including yeah. intermission. So I don't see a world. I will catch some of the fights. Yeah. You just don't know which Assuming ones, I yeah. get to the bar in time, but like, you know, there's literally no telling. Yeah. What? Well, that was a fun episode. We had a lot of fun. 
Y'all can follow me at leogh2113 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, send me an email, your Gmail as well, please, if you'd like to. Uh, DMs are always open. <laughs> I still love that T Cross is the only one that sent you a fucking email. Yeah, he sent me, he sent me a couple at this point. Oh, he has. Yeah, I thought I thought you only read the one. You've yeah, been holding well, out. Well, I've been holding out because they've all been good. Personalized what do you mean? messages. Oh, like dingleberries. <laughs> well, come on, bro. Like, what were the other ones? Dingleberry one. He had schmegma. Classic, classic schmegma. Classic schmegma. I think we've only got dingleberries and schmegma so far. Oh, and then maybe. Mm, You're about to get another one. De- I mean, definitely going to get another one. Did you turn your fan back on? No. Okay, that noise came back, so it definitely wasn't your fan. That's weird. Oh, even weirder. All right. While you're pulling uh, up, I'm going to shout out to patrons. APB, Sandy Pants, Alex from Jersey, T-Cross, Fee, Dave L, Jimmy the Drunk, Mixed a Man, Anonymous, David Everett, Wholesome MMA, Brian Pichet. No, I said that I was yawning. I would give it again. Brian Pichet. Yes. Dave, a.k.a. Nobby Buckles, Supermanly Nick, David S., Decrons, Harry Andrew, Cakes, QAR, Dash, and Zim. Fucking love these people. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Please uh, like and subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Join yeah. my pick league, and you know, and if you guys, if you, if any ladies out there want to co-host with my good friend Juice, uh, yeah, please come on in. We we need the please. We uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be out for a bit, but uh, you know, you must and you, and you must watch the fights too. That's the thing. Like I have a feeling that someone might listen to this episode who is not like a fight fan necessarily, and if you want to take me up on the offer, you have to watch the fights at least. You have some to be a fight them. fan, yeah. At the yeah. very least, yeah. At least, very least, one, well, one of the. You don't even ones. have to be a fan. You just have to watch. That's like, true. You could yeah, say, you could say I hated these. <laughs> that would be like, cool. That's okay. Like it'd, it'd be, be interesting. Interesting, interesting if kind of like, throw back to the MMO days. Yeah, the dynamic like, of tra- changing someone to someone yeah. who likes it, or would be interested yeah. in getting into it. Tons of ideas. Tons of ideas. And you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 